Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Merry Christmas. Welcome to each and every one of you. I am so glad that you are here. If, this is, if you're here for the first time ever, we welcome you. If this is the first time that you've been here since last Christmas or maybe this past Easter, welcome. If this is the first time that you've been here in many years, welcome. If you came just simply because you wanted to see the children perform as if it were simply a pageant, welcome. And if you came to celebrate our Lord's birth, you are welcome. If you came with the intention to continue to rob God with your tithes and offerings, welcome. And if you came with generosity in your heart, welcome. If you came bearing a load of sins, you are welcome. And if you came thinking that you've committed no serious offenses, that you've been very pleasing to God in his eyes since the last time you entered Christ Church, you are also welcome. If you're listening to the service online because, you, because you're taking COVID precautions or you're in quarantine, again, welcome. Regardless of why you are here, the Holy Spirit has a reason for gathering you in Christ Church on this holy night. And his reason is far more profound than what you could possibly imagine. Many come to Christmas Eve merely out of tradition. It's what people do. Some come because they want to support the children. Some come because they want to support the teachers, who no doubt have high nerves and anticipation of what's going to take place and what could possibly go wrong. The Holy Spirit has gathered you here because he wants you here. He wants you to listen intently to a life-giving and life-saving message. He wants you to be fully confident that Jesus was born for you, to take all of your sin away, that he died for you, to pay the penalty for your sin, and that he rose from the grave to give you the gift of everlasting life and salvation. Now, on our own, none of us are righteous. We would gain nothing by looking around the sanctuary and pointing out to the one person who is the best behaved person here, to that one person who has committed the fewest sins, and to that one person who has done the best deeds. You see, that prize winner, should we be able to identify that person in the first place, is still far short of the glory of God. He has not done enough to earn his own salvation. And that's why God chose to send his only begotten son into this world. That way he can pay for your sin, my sin, the sins of the entire world. Jesus came to shed his innocent blood on the cross so that sinners can be reconciled to God. So those poor offerings, those sins of neglecting to hear God's word, those sins of not confessing the faith with your children at home, those sins of loving our Christmas presents more than the word of God and the true Christmas message, 
those sins of cheating on your schoolwork, those sins of disrespecting our teachers, those sins of disrespecting those in government or our employers, those sins of not upholding marriage as God has defined it as a lifelong union with one man and one woman, those sins of fearing a virus more than possible condemnation, those sins of trusting in government or money more than God, I'm sure you're guilty of many of them, and yet Jesus paid for them all. That's why Jesus became a man, so that he could be declared the sinner on your behalf, so that he could bear in, your own bo- in his own body your sins, so that he could do what, other- what God otherwise would not have been able to do, and that is to die. Jesus became a man to bear your sin in his body and die on the cross. By doing that, he renders the ransom payment that was required for your sin. His blood is shed, and God accepts the sacrifice of Christ so that you can be declared innocent of all of your wrongdoing, of all of your sin. Because Jesus became a man, he is now your brother. And what this also means is that you have been elevated to a wonderful status of becoming a child of God. You have been made rich in grace while Jesus was made poor in your sin. You have become a child of God while Jesus, who is God, left his throne from on high and became a man to bear the sins of the world. He died so that you can live. In fact, this is a message that you hear week after week as you are welcomed into God's house. In the divine service, you even sing a Christmas song every week, the song that the angels sang to the shepherds, glory be to God on high and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. We need God's mercy and it is found in God sending his son into this world, born in Bethlehem, born to save. Now, during our, the Advent season this year, and also, as you probably noticed from your bulletin cover in tonight's service, the theme is the symbols of salvation. If you look around our church, you will see many symbols of salvation, especially the symbols that are found in our stained glass. And at night, of course, you can't see them very well unless you're standing outside looking in. But in the daytime, you can see very clearly the various symbols that are found in our glass. Now, in the Old Testament, there were many symbols of salvation. When God visited Moses through the burning bush, we know that this was Jesus talking to Moses because Jesus described himself as I am, just as God said to Moses, I am sent, am sending you to the to the Egyptians to free the people of Israel. Moses was sent by God to free his people from their slavery to the Egyptians and to bring them into the promised land. And in the same way, God sent his son to save us from our slavery to sin and bring us into the promised land of heaven. After the people of Israel left Egypt, 
God then instructed Moses when they were camped at Mount Sinai to build a tabernacle for the Lord's presence among his people and to serve as a means of, for worship. And in the same way, Jesus, Christ our Lord, the Son of God, he built, he became a tabernacle among us, for he became flesh and tabernacled among us, it is written in John 1.14. And then Jesus establishes churches for God's people to gather and worship. God used lowly Gideon to save his people from the Midianites. And in the same way, Jesus humbled himself, making himself nothing, even a little lower than the angels, to be our Savior and rescue us from sin, death, and the devil. Tonight, you'll hear more symbols of salvation. You will hear why we have two extra trees in our chancel, one with red ornaments and one that is bare. You will hear of the manger and the angel and the star along with their significance. Throughout the Old Testament, it seemed like the faith was reserved for just a few people, that is, just for the Israelites. Today, many figure that Christianity must be re reserved for just a few people, that is, the best-behaving people. They don't realize that the welcome that I gave at the very beginning is a genuine welcome of the Christian church, welcoming all people despite their past, despite their rebellion toward God. Because as the scriptures already teach, none of us are righteous, no, not even one. But throughout the Old Testament, God had promised to send his son so that he would save the unrighteous and declare them righteous through Christ. Throughout the Old Testament, Jesus was prophesied to be the Savior of not just a few select people, but the Savior of all nations. And Jesus has come to be your Savior. He has come to take away the sins of the Israelite people, the Jews, and also the non-Israelites, that is, the Gentiles. St. Paul quotes several passages of the Old Testament to teach that the faith is not reserved for just one group of people, but that it's available for all. So hear the words by, inspired by God the Holy Spirit as recorded as Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter 15. I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's faithfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again it is said, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles in him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Did you hear those many references to the Gentiles? Jesus, he came for all people, both the Israelites and for the Gentiles. That is, even for you. When Jesus conducted his ministry, he received sinners and he ate with them. He loved them and he laid down his life for them. And Jesus also loves you. Therefore, he laid down his life for you. Now that you've heard that salvation is offered to you by Jesus, claim it as your own. Just as you are welcome here, 
Welcome for yourself what God grants you. Welcome the opportunity to gather in God's house each week. Welcome the opportunity for you to come before God and confess your sins. And welcome that opportunity to hear the absolution, the pronouncement that your sins are forgiven. Welcome the opportunity that God presents for you to eat the body and drink the blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And welcome the opportunity to have all in your household baptized into Christ. And welcome the opportunity to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Welcome the opportunity to hear God's law, especially through the Ten Commandments, and follow it. And even more so, welcome the opportunity to follow Christ as you hear him grow in the church year and you hear him reveal himself to be God in the season of Epiphany and as you hear him in, go to the cross on Good Friday and as you hear him rise from the dead on Easter Sunday and as you hear him ascend into heaven on the ascension, welcome our Lord's gracious invitation to be a Christian to turn from your former conduct of sin and unrighteousness and receive with great joy the marvelous gifts of our Savior Jesus. Welcome the opportunity to receive Christ and to receive and hear of his bleeding, dying love. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting.